Welcome to Are We Europe Readouts. Today we're reading a story from our latest print magazine, Unsilenced, the Colonialism Issue. It explores Europe's relationship with its colonial past and present. Goodbye paternalism. Decolonizing the past, present and future of the cultural sector by Ayoko Mensa. Read by Mariah Martins. Have you ever wondered what the culture of the art sector is in the country you live in? This question is rarely asked, let alone answered. Born in France to a Togolese father and a French mother, I naively assumed that the cultural sector in France was curious about and open to the global diversity of artistic expressions. After I started working as a cultural journalist in the 1990s, it did not take me long to understand that this sector, just like that of the media, which prides itself on its tolerance and universalism, was plagued by Eurocentrism and racism. What of the artistic expressions of Africans and Afro-descendants? At best, they were unknown, except for those of African-Americans. But more often than not, they were treated with contempt or made invisible by most French cultural institutions, except a handful of smaller venues on the outskirts of the major cities. Despite the increase of anti-racism movements, the word race was still taboo, especially in France. Few people considered themselves to be racist. Yet, racism was as present as it is today. In schools, in offices, in public spaces, in the procedures of daily life and in the private sphere, an invisible code seemed inscribed into many minds that white was superior to black. In the art sector, this manifested itself in a thousand ways that are still present today. Black actors and actresses in cinema and theater are offered exotic, stereotypical or subordinate roles. Everywhere you turn, the imposed Western aesthetics are seen as the only universal artistic criteria. I will not forget the profound ignorance and paternalism of certain European professionals in the art sector who were so convinced that they were helping African artists catch up to the pace of modernity. I will not forget the symbolic violence of what was called African contemporary dance in the mid-1990s. Because, for Europeans, a choreographic form could only be considered modern if it had a clear affiliation to contemporary Western dances. I will not forget the symbolic violence of what was called African contemporary dance in the mid-1990s. Because, for Europeans, a choreographic form could only be considered modern if it had a clear affiliation to contemporary Western dances. I will not forget this well-meaning cultural violence that plunged its roots into colonial ideology and representation. That which Europe still struggles to understand, to recognize and to deconstruct. However, new dynamics are underway, driven by colonial movements. Who would have imagined a decade ago that the former European powers would have to account for the cultural looting carried out under colonization and prepare themselves to return this heritage to African nations? Who would have imagined that the symbols of colonial ideology and crimes would be promptly attacked, overthrown and replaced in European cities, institutions and museums? The history of black people fighting for equality, justice, independence and dignity is as old as the first forms of domination that they were subjected to. Black Lives Matter and other anti-racism movements are direct successors to the anti-colonial and anti-slavery struggles of the past. Under pressure from historical research, militant movements and post-colonial theory, 
European countries are forced to rephrase the narratives of their colonial history and confront their troubled legacy. Cultural institutions, particularly museums, should play an essential role in this transition and this necessary social and cultural decolonization, not just in their public conversation, which they know how to do well, but also in concrete, courageous and sustainable reform. Today's African and Afropolitan artists will not beg for a place or wait for hypothetical recognition. They want institutions that reflect the multiculturality of European metropolises. They want to see themselves represented with dignity in what is known as the three Ps, programs, public and personnel. It is time to wave goodbye to paternalism, empty promises and good intentions. We must dare to design and implement concrete diversity policies and question the mechanisms of cultural extraction, appropriation and domination that are still in place today. Many projects in Europe and across the world are working towards decolonization. It is impossible to cite them all. At the Palais des Beaux-Arts de Bruxelles, or Beaux-Arts, where I have worked since 2016, the creation of the Afropolitan platform and the European projects such as Disothering, Beyond Afropolitan and other labels, and Smashing Worlds, are a testament to the institutional desire to transform, open up and contribute to a more inclusive culture. Just like another recent project by the German cultural institution, the Goethe Institute, called Everything Passes Except the Past. Granted, cultural institutions aren't decolonizing fast or thoroughly enough, but at least they can no longer ignore the decolonial movements. Have you ever wondered what the culture of the art sector is in the country you live in? In the years to come, the answer to this question may well change. Do you like listening to our stories? Dive into all our readouts from this issue or previous ones. Or listen to our original stories at our main RW Europe channel. Just search for it wherever you get your earful of audio. And don't forget to sign up as a member at rweeurope.com member. As a member, you will connect with storytellers across the continent and be first in line for all our special multimedia stories and events. You'll also receive our beautiful print magazine four times a year. So go ahead and sign up at rweeurope.com member.